It is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind, or you can talk about whatever we happen to be discussing. Really, it's your show to call in and talk. 603-283-6160. That's the call in line for you to do that. 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And there's some mass craziness out there. You have a story about liberals who, despite being vaccinated, refuse to take off their masks because they don't want to be perceived as conservatives. They've even gotten a go-ahead, we talked about this last week, the okay that they can not wear their mask while outside. Woo-hoo-hoo! And, and if and they're alone. And, and they still won't, which is why... Why? Why does Biden still wear his mask while he's walking around outside, even though the CDC has come out and says, you're allowed to these days? Well, because they have to virtue signal to the masses. It's the same reason two masks came into play once a single mask became mandatory. Mm-hmm. How, did they, how did they show their membership in the Church of Woke if they're just doing what everyone else is doing? Well, and this we have uh, speculated on this uh, for basically all of it. And uh, this, it might actually have been uh, proven, uh, according to a columnist who works in D.C. The stigma of the red MAGA hat has given way to the mask-free face as a way to recognize conservative citizens. And according to D.C.ist, the last thing left-leaning Americans want is to be mistaken for as being a person on the right. And, and why is that? Is it because they've so demonized the right and attacked the right that they're scared that the mob will attack them is it mean a little projection yeah is it perhaps that they're afraid knowing what they themselves have done to conservatives i when they see them out in the streets and they you know rip off their hats and rip off their signs and flags or whatever may that be the reason that liberals are scared to death of being considered conservatives is because of how liberals treat conservatives this is why i've always said I, as a libertarian, as a, as a free market anarchist, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, can, I don't care much for the Republicans. I don't care much for the for the Democrats. Yeah, and they- and, and yet, I, uh, I am not fearful. Uh, I am not wary to have a uh, a conversation with a Republican about things, about things, anything. I am, however, uh, concerned for my own welfare, for my well being, for my house, from for the for my windshield when I have any kind of debate with a Democrat, with a liberal, with a progressive, a regressive. Really? Because I, I, cause I, I, I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know if I'm going to get spat on. I don't know if I'm going to get punched in the face because I'm construed as a Nazi because, you know, the liberals like to punch Nazis. That's their thing. Well, they like to say they punch li- Nazis, but most of them don't actually have the courage to punch a person. No, they're, they're weak soy boys. They're, they're low testosterone soy boys. And uh, no, many of them don't, but some of them, uh, some sure. of them will. I, little old grand, little old liberal grandmas might slap you in the face because they're they base because they they lean on emotion, they lean on feelings. That's how, right. that's what that's their guiding stone. That's how they work. Uh, so yeah, I am very concerned when I have uh, conversations with liberals because I don't know where it will go. A conser- a Republican, a conservative. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is how I the, in uh, taxation is theft. You know, let's let's bring our troops home. Uh, any of these types of things that they are, you know, it's very important to them, the, the military being one of them. Um, I know that I can have a conversation with them and not worry about getting punched. I guess this is where my trans privilege comes in, because I'm, I, I'm not worried about being vandalized by progressives or conservatives in general. 
I, w- I would speculate that the people who wrote a certain homophobic expletive on my car and mm-hmm. slashed my car top and one of my tires were probably conservative and probably not a liberal. So I guess I'm more likely, I would speculate, to be targeted by a conservative. But even then, that's that's exceedingly rare. You got 4,000 votes, or what was it, 6,000 votes from conservatives? It, I was, think, a, it was about 7,000. I, I think you did pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had, I've worked with, I work with a bunch of liberals. Some of them are conservatives. Sure. And you can tell, by the way, this is, and this article is going to really highlight that. All of the liberals that I work with wear their masks always. All of the conservatives, one of them voted for Trump. I don't know how the other one voted. Never wear the mask. And, and the one girl doesn't even think that this is real. She, I actually, I was, she shocked me the, the other week. And I, I, we were talking about it. And she, we were talking about getting the vaccine and whatnot. And she said, yeah, I'm not getting it. I don't even think this is real. I was like, what? Because she's, you know, I, I never I never thought that I would hear that from from her. Um, last week, my supervisory officer stopped by. It was one of the few occasions in the last month and a half that I actually had to just sit down and just pl- relax and play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Three minutes into that, my supervisory officer, my parole officer, essentially, is knocking on my door. I'm like, oh, this man, I was so close to having some downtime. All masked up? I don't remember if she wore a mask or not. I don't think she did. All right. But anyway, she came in and I... You know, she wanted to know how things were going. I was like, well, you know, I had COVID for a bit, but I'm otherwise fine. And she asked, are you going to get vaccinated? Why? Why? I, you got, you I, had I, COVID. Just, I just had it and I'm perfectly <laughs> fine. I don't see any point in getting vaccinated. That is, that's the other one that, that, that just it drove, it blows my mind. Not only are the vaccinated continuing to wear their masks, but they're also getting vaccinated. Yeah, people who have who, had who it. Who have had it. I don't who have had it. Why? That's the one unless, I do not unless, understand. In, unless it's a virtual signal, virtue signal. Unless it's a it's a it's a signal. Well, they uh, can, to to to, uh, uh, to separate themselves from their opponents from the other tribe. How do you prove that? Unless you have your stupid freedom pass, well, your they, vaccine papers. They put that stupid Facebook pr- frame around their profile, and voila, say they got their vaccine yeah, and be done with yeah. it. But there's no reason to actually go and get the vaccine. If you've already had the Rona, according according to germ theory. Yeah, and the argument is, oh, well, you could get it again. Sure, I could get it again, and I'll be just fine again. Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason, any benefit whatsoever to having them inject these chemicals into me for a disease that I've had and recovered from with no complications and with only minor symptoms in the first place. Other than not being able to taste or smell still to this day. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and it's very annoying, man. That is wild. Um, it, it comes and goes, you know, I was able to taste something that I ate last week and I was able to sm- smell my fabric softener earlier today, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. Can't mm-hmm. smell or taste anything else. And it's so bizarre, man, because my cats eat wet food and everyone knows how pungent yeah. cat, wet cat food is, but I open it up. I don't smell anything. That is bizarre. We were talking with someone about that here before the show, and it, it's just insane how complete and total the loss of taste and smell are. That said, that was the only real issue I had from COVID-19, other than being really sore and tired for a day, yep. after which I was 100% fine again. Yeah, we were, we were also talking about the uh, uh, how this all happened. Basically, we, our team, our circle, our inner circle, have been talking. Our employees. And, and, and we've been working right on through this whole nonsense. For the, more than a year. The, 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 more than a year. No problems. Most of us have been more social than ever. Uh, yes, like yes, myself included. Absolutely. No masks. Very, Regularly very, going to very gatherings. Social. You doing your your thing. You work you you work to this entire yes uh, 
uh, pandemic. I, I believe I believe most in this in this house have. And then all of a sudden, everyone gets it. Yeah. According, according to the late according to the latest count, nine people who were all connected got it. And I'm thinking on the way here, nine I'm like, people affiliated with Free Talk Live in some way. Correct. And I'm like, well, what the hell happened? And the only thing I can think is right before it happened, about ten days, two weeks before it happened. This was whole, it this, was this, it really two weeks? I think was it was, that far away? I'm sorry. Uh, it, uh, no, no, actually, it was about a week. I think before before people started having symptoms. I thought it was about a week. Yeah. But what had happened before? A week before this entire house was was like an ant colony with fed boys alphabet heads in this house walking around rummaging around touching everything doing who who knows what because no one was allowed in there i mean it wasn't just this house either it was the bitcoin embassy it was my house it was uh several other houses correct so who i mean who knows who knows what happened yeah but uh you know maybe maybe the uh, the next story the next article we cover will will actually talk about what maybe vaccinated people can do to unvaccinated people. See, they, they, I still are, think are, the are, likeliest are, explanation is that Michael Hampton, who is affiliated with the show mm-hmm. and who is a cancer patient regularly going in and out of hospitals. He's in hospital. All, yeah, right. Gotcha. He tested positive. And then a few days later, after spending time here in the studio with both Mark and the captain and myself, all three of us were sick. Whereupon one of us is always here at some point right. during the show. Right. We relate it to co-hosts unknowingly. What do you think? Or were we given something intentionally? Hmm. I don't think that's the case. Maybe you do. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. First, there were masks. Then there were mask mandates. And then liberals had to ask themselves, how can I make sure that random people who see me know how woke and liberal and progressive I am? And they decided that the double mask was the way to go. But now, mandates are lifting, and a single mask is once again enough to display their membership in the, in the progressive church. Mm-hmm. And they are terrified, it would seem, that not displaying this membership would make them look like conservatives. And I, and I think this says a lot about how they treat conservatives. If they're worried about how their peers will treat them if they're perceived as conservatives, they should reflect on how they themselves have treated conservatives. Absolutely. Shunned. Kicked out of the tribe. Witch hunted. The columnist DC's, DCists latest Overheard of the week, I guess this is something that she, a column of hers, was of two women walking down the street in D.C. shortly after the release of the new CDC guidelines. The women in their 20s debated the merits of the guidelines, not on health grounds, but on what people might think if they were to see their unmasked faces. Quote, one of the girls said, I guess I'm vaccinated, so I don't have to wear a mask outside, but I really don't want people to think I'm a Republican. The woman was overheard to say, look, I don't want people to think I'm a Republican either, but not enough to go out of my way. But it's because, you know, I don't treat Republicans like like they're human garbage. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if other people perceive me as a Repu- Republican because I don't, you know, expect to be treated as human garbage. You get that card, though. I mean, no one's going to. Well, I, you know what? Yeah, Have you heard the news about Caitlyn Jenner? 
I have, and I want to talk about that at some point because I really wish Caitlyn Jenner would just F off already. Well, I mean, she's, uh, I, I, I guess she's a Republican. I didn't know that about she her. She is. Um, she is a disgusting human being. But she's also uh, been been praised for, for so many years now uh, from the left for coming out and and you know being strong well, and now so, all of a sudden she's been thrown right off the boat she well, is and now she's getting trampled as we speak some some liberals and some people on the left you know praised her others were like okay yeah i i suppose it took courage for you you know being in a public figure in the national eye or whatever to to come out and transition i suppose that took some courage but it's not doing anything to help the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands however the hell many there are out there who don't have the support from the media. And that's the reality of the situation. Caitlyn Jenner, she might, she was worried about getting some flack from, you know, conservatives or Republicans or whatever, but there was never any possibility that MSNBC or Pink News or the BBC or any of these other major news sites, even Fox News, would attack her for transitioning. She was as safe as a person could be to mm-hmm. pursue that transition. And a lot of trans people, a lot of liberal people recognize that at the time, that, hey, she's completely protected. She's protected from all forms of criticism here. But now she's a Republican. So now she isn't. It doesn't really matter that she's, you know, had any uh, status before before what she said. She didn't have a whole lot of status, though, is my point. Not, not, a, not on the left and... I don't know anyone who calls themselves a leftist who actually likes Caitlyn Jenner. The vast majority of them dislike her for the same reason I do. She wants to be the Rosa Parks of the trans movement, and mm-hmm. yet she will only sit on the buses where she knows the driver will let her choose her own seat. She won't sit on the bus. She won't risk it. If she thinks there's any chance, the driver will go, oh, no, no, you, you have to go sit in the back. She picks a different bus. Obviously, she's gotten on the bus that she just got thrown off of. So, you know, and whether she backtracks. Well, she was uh, never on the liberal bus. That's my entire point. Okay, I got you. Liberals never cared for her. She's not the hero of the trans movement that she wants to be. All news to me. I don't uh, I don't know any liberals except the ones I work with and I stay away from them. I know some and I don't know any who have any respect or like for Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. She's barely better than J.K. Rowling at this point. Back to DC girl. We've given the mask, DCist, excuse me. Uh, we've given the mask a significance that it hasn't earned, and that goes far beyond its usefulness. Despite new CDC guidance that says the vaccinated can spend time outdoors unmasked, she has worried. Well, she the guidance says they can spend time outdoors unmasked if they're alone. If, if they're alone, right. I, I feel like that caveat is important because it shows how stupid the guidance really is. Correct. It's like you didn't know that already. And yeah, uh, yeah. Like and it's a given. If I'm spending out, if I'm spending time outside alone, there is absolutely no reason to wear a mask. Yeah, I thought that was always the uh, guidance from the uh, uh, the powers that be, but the way the fact that they have to spell it out uh, 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 to me, it's to, like to, telling to, people, to, "Hey, if you're in your house alone, it's okay to take your mask off." To me, that whole that this whole new guidance that has just dropped. Uh, was just a way to alleviate some of the concerns from the vaccinated who thought they could stop wearing their mask and go visit their elderly granddad in in prison, the prison nursing home, uh, or, or go back to work and just go back to normal. Except that's not the guidance. That's not that's not what they were to understand after the afterwards. They're like, no, Fauci's like, no, still masked up, still social distance, 
no more no more grandparents. You got are you when you do you have to you have to hug them through a a, a a plastic bag. And I think that this new guidance was a way to alleviate some of uh, some of the some of the anger, and rightfully so. By the way, liberals, you should be angry that they keep back uh, flopping and and uh, changing their guidance every other week. And, I, I and, want and, things to go back to normal, and I recognize that things will only go back to normal when people stop complying. Absolutely. There was an article today uh, in our union leader about uh, a, a woman who is uh, upset that she can't you know, visit her father, who is in a nursing home. And She can't because the nursing home won't let her? Correct. He, still, at this point, there's still like, no visitation? There's like a, one, a once a week visitation or something. And I'm sorry, he can't leave and go anywhere and do anything, even though he's vaccinated. He can't go to the bar. He can't do anything. He can't. He has to stay in the. He has to remain masked up in the building at all times. And the daughter is little a little uh, uh, upset about this. I, I can understand why. And she's out there uh, 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 with her billboards with, with a small group of people petitioning Sununu, our governor, to re- to release the old people from the nursing homes. And it's just what you said, though. Why? Why don't you just go get your dad? Why doesn't your dad just leave when he wants to leave if he really wants to, you know, go for a walk or go to the bar? Well, why are you ha- even dealing with why why are you petitioning this this piece of crap governor and asking his permission like a like an obedient little little sheep? Why don't you just go do it? Presumably her father has nowhere else to go but the nursing home. I mean, nowhere to stay but the nursing this, home. This I I I didn't get that far into the article. That might be exactly why, you know, she can't just take him back to the house with her. Because she can't, she, uh, she doesn't can't have afford- the room or whatever. I, I, but I don't know that that's true. Uh, it, it might be just uh, so much more convenient uh, to nursing homes aren't all that bad. Some of them are pretty nice. It's, a, and it's you know if you're, but I mean especially if you're you're lonely only. It's you know what do you, what else are you gonna do? You just got to go somewhere and get old and die. I mean it's the way it works. <laughs> Take that horse out the pasture. That's the way, that's the way I would rather go. Just yeah, put me, me out in the pasture. I'm, well, I'm going bear hunting in February. But have a pocket full of something nice to, to take my mind off of things, and I'm going to go bear hunting. 603-283-6160. More about this crazy mask situation. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call-in line. You can call in, take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever you want, 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And you have to forgive me, I'm a bit tired. It's been a really long day. Um, Most of my day has been spent either working here at the studio where I installed a thing so that hopefully when Mark does his... You know, his marquee thing where he starts yelling and screaming and 
babbling incoherently as he tends to do. It won't cause a bunch of clipping and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not aware of this. This is something. How explain yourself? You you've he, done the show with Mark, right? He can get a little. He, I well, yeah, but we've never. I'm not Ian. He's he has, <laughs> no, he has no reason to scream at me. He he does it. At random, it's just sort of what yeah, Mark does. I'm not you either. He likes to yell at you too because you are both of you guys, both you and Ian, troll Mark incessantly. You get under his skin. But even when we're not on the show, he, like a splinter, he will do it. He also does it when he starts ranting about the government. So I, I get your point. Things that get under his skin cause him to become. So he gets loud at oh, so he's he's over he's clipping out. Yes. Okay, so so what is a what. How does this new device work that is, it will... It's a compressor. We have one here on these microphones, mm-hmm. but we didn't have one. He doesn't have one in his studio. So the signal feed is now passing through a compressor here before it goes to and the And that's hardware or software? Device. Hardware. Neat. It, it's pretty cool. So, I, so I'm taking it. He was yelling at you the other night or something. Uh, and this is what has brought this He wasn't yelling at, <laughs> at me, per se, but he was doing his Mark thing where he gets uh, on a rant and he starts yelling and screaming and... Yeah. It created a lot of clipping. So, I mean, there were just issues. And then I ended up spending an hour on the phone with one attorney, then 45 minutes on the phone with another attorney. And then I got to talk to both attorneys for about 45 minutes. And then the first attorney again for about 45 minutes. So just all day long today, I've been talking to attorneys. And that's because, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a federal, the federal United States government has decided to indict me and two other hosts of Free Talk Live, one of whom is Ian Freeman, who, you know, built this show. You can check out thecrypto6.com to learn more or to donate to the Legal Defense Fund because it's, it's all related to cryptocurrency. There was obviously no crime committed here, but that's not going to stop the federal government from you know, essentially from competing with them, doing as much damage as they can to make, an, uh, to make an example for competing with them. This is exactly what is going down. I can't comment on that, but there is information at thecrypto6.com if you want to check it out or if you want to donate to the Legal Defense Fund because one attorney... $250,000 retainer, another one saying 100000 and it's just, these are very big numbers that, you know, we, you, you might think we had access to those kinds of funds, but really, we don't. TheCrypto6.com is the place to, to learn more about all of that. But let's go to the phones. We've got Dan calling from California. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, good afternoon. I am calling from California, and first let me throw a little defense for Mark because he is my favorite host, and sometimes he does yell, but we love that about Mark. So, oh, for um, sure. I hope you. <laughs> it's not a negative thing. I mean, it's just what yes. Mark is expected to do, and he does it well. It makes good radio. Yes, but I guess it's because we're both over fifty, and I'm Facebook friends with him, and I just love the man. So, anyway, that said, I called. Uh, because you guys are talking about masks. And I consider myself a deep conservative, a small government conservative, but I don't understand the critiques about masks. They weren't there 10 years ago. I've been a you know, conservative Republican for a long time, and I don't remember going into doctor's offices or dentist's offices and people having a problem with masks before. And if I don't understand the political angle of this all. I don't understand why people complain about them so much. I've fallen asleep with mine on. I mean, it's like a sock. I've had to wear gas masks in the military, you know, from CS gas and that kind of things. And those are uncomfortable. But, you know, this little mask on my face feels like I'm wearing a sock. And on a cold day, it keeps my face warm. So I even like it a little more. Now, 
I would never use the power of government to tell you you should have to wear one. I'm against that completely. In your private property, you should be able to decide whether someone wears a mask or not. But I don't understand, again, if I'm in my private property and I say, hey, everyone here has to wear a mask or everyone here has to wear red shoes, I don't understand that's a small government conservative why we would have a problem with that. Well, you raise a number of points, so let me start at the first one. Uh, since all of this started, my position is and has been that I'm not against people choosing to wear a mask if that's what they want to do, or even having mask mandates on their private property if that's what they want to do. My issue is and has always been with the mask mandates, with the government telling me what I can and can't wear, what I can and can't reveal to people, that I can't smile at them, that I can't communicate non-verbally with people. That's been my biggest issue with this. Aside from the fact that it turns your average gas station worker, your average fast food worker, your average Starbucks barista into a law enforcement agent. That is literal fascism mm. to have just random employees out there enforcing the laws on behalf of the state. That's actual literal textbook fascism. Everyone is in law enforcement because of these mask mandates. And that's a major well, let issue. Ask, let me ask you a question. If you found out that you had transmitted coronavirus to someone and you could prove that it was you that, that did give that, would you be willing to pay for that person's medical, uh, anything that would surmise from that, uh, from that, uh, getting that, you know, diagnosis? Would you be willing to cover everything since you were responsible for that person getting how you, Well, if, I mean, the, on, I, guess the first, I guess the first question is how are you going to prove that that happened? Hold on, because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, hold on. Okay, I, hold on. I, I, I okay, uh -huh. okay. Hold on. Let me answer your question. Two years ago, here on this show, I was making those very same arguments about having the flu and transmitting the flu to people or tr having pneumonia and transmitting pneumonia to people. And I was making the very same argument that that is an irresponsible borderline act of aggression, and everyone out there laughed at me. Then suddenly this stupid little cold came out. LRN.FM Oh, man. That has not happened in a long time. You got all your work uh, over this. All right, so so you've cha wow. you changed your tune a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm still saying the same thing, but suddenly everyone agrees with me. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Ari. I don't. I don't mean to get you upset because uh, you're like I said, my second favorite host. So like I said, I'm, I'm tired, man. I can't believe that happened. Wow. <laughs> um, I can't drop I'm myself sorry. from the show, but I did well, dump well, the feed. Well, let's talk about the cold because uh, I mean, there's a there is a reason people get sick days at work. So when they get sick, mm -hmm. they can call in or call out, however you however you say it, and mm -hmm. not get their entire office sick. Because germ right. theory, that's the, the the idea is that you know you you can spread it. Um, mm -hmm. This is nothing new. Why, if, if responsible human beings don't go to work sick? So I mean, mm. I, I think a lot of people I, I resp re I re responsible human beings, responsible who care about their fellow human being. But what if you're responsible and you're caring and you need that check to make rent? Asymptomatic? There's no proof that any, any asymptomatic people are spreading this stupid thing. Well, ideally, you know, you would work for a company that provided you with, you know, some sort of paid time off. So you get like, you know, five sick days that are paid in a six-month period or whatever. Yeah, it's beneficial to that company, to any company to give their employees sick days so that you don't, so they don't lose more workers uh, because of... Uh, 
I don't know what that was. Thank you for the call tonight, Dan. It sounds like his phone started ringing or something in the background. Could be. But yes, it is beneficial for a company to hand out paid time off and sick days and stuff like that, especially paid sick days, because that way the employee doesn't come in sick and transmit it to everyone else. Okay, let's let's back up about your argument two years ago. Uh, clarify. Let me tell me what you thought then and you still think now that if, if I that, have, that it is an act of aggression if I knowingly have something. Just like in, if it would be an act of aggression if I knew I had HIV to go out and transmit that disease Correct. to that would, someone else. Absolutely. The same argument applies to pneumonia. The same argument applies to the flu. The difference is that, you know, it's such a more minor disease that no one considers it to be something worth addressing. But no, if transmitting HIV to someone knowingly is an act of aggression, then so is knowingly transmitting pneumonia or the flu or COVID-19. All right, what if you don't know you had it? Well, you can't be responsible for things you don't know. Exactly. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, talk radio where the hosts have to occasionally dump themselves because they get a bit animated. (laughs) You can call in, of course, and talk about whatever is on your mind as long as you keep it FCC friendly, which I failed to do a moment ago. But luckily, we have a dump button that makes that go away and not get broadcast onto terrestrial radio. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria and Conan, and we're having a bit of discussion about compensation recompense that sort of thing for you know COVID 19 a caller asked the question of would i be willing to pay the hospital bills of someone to whom i transmitted COVID 19 well first of all i had COVID 19 and the total number of people to whom i transmitted it was zero i work a full-time job elsewhere not one single person got sick because of me but that's not the argument the argument is if if I did, there's a chance that you could spread it if you went to work and, and just, you know, uh, suckered on through. Uh, but you did go to work. And so what, and no what, but, so what if your boss died? Would you and 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 it was proven that you you were the one who had the, 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 sure. the covid, the roof, the coof. You spread it to her. She died the next day or she got really sick and uh, and had to take a bunch of sick days and the, and the company you know, lost a lot of money because of that. Well, there's a lot to unpack here. What, what the what the California wanted to know is, sure. would you respond? How would you respond to that? Well, there's a lot to unpack, right? I use the HIV analogy because most people understand that, you know, give, knowingly giving someone HIV is definitely wrong. And it's definitely an issue because mm-hmm. HIV is going to permanently alter someone's quality of life and, and probably are- cause them to die younger or whatever, and right? there are and there are definitely cases of people who have knowingly done this, yes, on, uh, intentionally, and and I'm sure that they suffer the consequences according to our legal system. Yes, so that's one thing, right? But knowingly transmitting pneumonia to someone or the flu to someone isn't as big a deal because the consequences aren't as high, as far as I can tell. With COVID-19, the consequences for the average person with whom I interact on a daily basis of having COVID-19 is inconsequential. Even if you consider the 500 or 600,000 deaths that they re- the CDC reports. Yes, even but those consider- are extremely unlikely. 
and I don't tend to interact with geriatric patients. Yeah. Oh, so oh, it, oh yeah. Yeah. We 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 always fail. Well, we don't fail to mention that there's a certain uh, there's a certain type who are more likely to for die from this. Number yes. one, age. If you're above sixty five. Number two, obesity, which they never right. talk about, ever. Right, Fauci but, never talks about that. It's like, sure. six, it's like 62% are, and up are, are, are obese. Sure, but and to the answer one, the, the question. And, and the other one is vitamin D deficiency. To get back to the question, though, is it my fault? Am I to be held responsible if someone comes onto my property and in some sort of freak accident, a tree is struck by lightning and falls on them and kills them? It, uh, am I responsible for that death? Should I reimburse this person's family for their loss or whatever for this freak accident COVID-19 killing somebody with whom I interact on a daily basis who would be young or relatively young and healthy mm-hmm. Let, the, let's use another the, analogy the chance of uh, them dying from COVID-19 is about as likely as someone dying from a lightning strike in my backyard uh, actually let's use a better analogy uh, you are in your vehicle driving down the road and you skid off the road because I don't know a deer ran out in front of you or something and you end up uh, hitting another car and killing that person. These things happen. There is a they chance. Do. There is a chance that you could die. I could die on the way home tonight. Yep. From uh, in a car accident. According to the CDC, you're more likely to die from COVID than you are from a car accident. But guess are. But it's but you're, it's like thirty thousand a year in this country. I think. I don't know the number. Um, and uh, a lot more people are injured in car accidents. But uh, yeah, that's it's so you. I mean, I think that's a better analogy where. Are you to blame for skidding off the road and hitting another car and killing the other driver because uh, deer, any, a deer ran out in front of you? At any rate, expecting that someone I interact with who is young and healthy to die from COVID-19 is an unreasonable expectation. It is. And I would not feel it warranted my paying for them or their me- medical bills or whatever in the same way I wouldn't feel like it was my fault that they got struck by lightning on my property. And not to mention, let's go back to the employment, your employer working sick at a at a business that makes food for people <laughs> um you're all y'all you're, you're all grown adults you all decided to go work your your boss she probably knew it yeah and she's like i need you to be here yeah pretty this, much this company is not going to you know we're not this this company is going to fall apart without aria um and and all the all your coworkers are in are probably in the same mindset it's like yeah well i mean we got to we got to struggle on through and and get this day done uh, you know, these pizzas aren't going to make themselves. Well, They're not going to deliver themselves. Only one other coworker knew that I had COVID-19. The rest of them right. could have learned easily if they just listened to Free Talk Live or whatever. I didn't make it a secret. But yeah, w- yeah, but I mean, I mean, they you have to know, especially the frontline workers. You have to know, meeting, yeah. seeing, and being around hundreds of people a day, you have to know that there's a chance. And what are you going to, are you going to live in a bubble for the rest of your life? No, this is life, man. Life is messy. Life is rough. You get sick sometimes, and it's usually because you're unhealthy, not because of whatever this thing is. Yeah, it's bizarre to me. All of these college-age kids that I work with, they're going around proudly getting their virus, their vaccination and stuff like that. And I'm like, I just don't get it. Well, I've had it, and I'm fine. Are they virtue signaling? Some of them have had it, and now they're getting the vaccine. No, they, they... they may be, but if they do, if they are just virtue signaling, they're lying to themselves very well. Or they just are they just inundated with the fear porn. That's it. 
That's all exactly it. All day long, and that's all they know. Get, get, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Some of these people have had COVID-19, and I just don't get why someone who's 22 years old who has had COVID-19 is putting any effort whatsoever into getting vaccinated. Right. By, and by the way, this is what – I'm surprised we're even up right now. Uh, Rogan came out last week and said uh, – yeah, he said 22-year-olds, don't get the vaccine. Don't get it. And, oh, talk about getting thrown off the bus. We were talking about Jenner earlier getting thrown off the bus. Rogan's very – all right, Rogan's much more popular than Jenner and, and sure. on both sides of the aisle, liberals, conservatives – and independence they love rogan no everyone most people love him uh and he comes out and uh and goes against the wokeism saying something like that if you're a healthy 22 year old who gets exercise and goes out and gets fresh air don't get the there's no why why would you want to get this thing you're you, there's no i wouldn't say don't un, get un, it unless I mean, if you want it get it sure but there's no reason for a 22 year old who is healthy to get the vaccine that's what he said there's no reason for you to get it which makes perfect sense, unless, I don't know, unless they, they just believe every single thing that they see on the fear porn. Well, they do, and they're terrified of, you know, killing their grandparents or whatever. So they they want to be vaccinated so they don't have to worry about it. And I, I don't get it. It's, a, it is, it's definitely Black Mirror this year and last year, and it, I don't think it's going to get any better for a good decade. And now liberals aren't just... Ref- I imagine that they're also getting vaccinated for the same reason that they're refusing to take off their mask once vaccinated. And that's because they they want to be able to put that little Facebook frame on there, honestly, or whatever. I mean, I could do it right now if I wanted to. I just don't care to. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to show to all of their friends how much they care about everyone else. Or like this article talks. It doesn't have really anything to do with the being patriotic or like Biden wants you to be patriotic. Take your shot. It's not even science anymore. Now it's patriotism. But but no, in the last year, last two years since six since twenty sixteen actually, this these two tribes, the ones that you and I sit in between, and the rocks are hurled back and forth, <laughs> and we're sitting here, you know, trying dodging. Yeah. Uh, it these two tribes have become so split, so divided, that it has come to the, the, these are these are tribal these are war colors. These this is war paint. That damn mask is a a, a, a signal. Uh, it, like when the, when they go in the battle, yeah. and there's and and you have two or three different armies, maybe even more. They all they all put uh, armbands on to 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 determine who was who, so you knew who to shoot at. That's what this mask has become. It's damn war paint. You're not wrong. Uh, and the division in this country between the left and the right, Republicans and Democrats, however you want to characterize them, it's inconsolable. Um, it, what irreconcilable is the word I'm looking for at this point. It can't be healed. The best thing we could do as a people or as individuals or whatever is stop trying to act like this one giant landmass full of 320 something million different people sharply divided on two different sides with a large number of people in the middle looking at both of them. Going, what in the hell is wrong with you people mm-hmm. is to break up this nation. Stop trying to treat it like a monolith. Stop trying to have one ruler ruling over all of these different groups because it happens every single time a Republican becomes president, Democrats become angry and they want to take revenge by electing a Democratic president who's going to go in there and undo everything the Republicans did, which makes the Republicans angry and they then want to go in there and undo everything the Democrats did. It's a cycle that just keeps repeating and every single day our lives just get worse as a result of the fighting. What are your thoughts? Peace. We need more peace. We do need more peace. Less fighting. This is Free Talk Live. 
A newly recruited search and rescue officer, Marshall Hunter was resigned to a life of rescuing wayward spacefarers and derelict satellites. But when a billionaire couple goes missing, his own ship is disabled during the rescue. With communication satellites suddenly failing and lunar mineral shipments disappearing in transit, the crew suspects it's more than a coincidence, and Hunter must choose between salvation and sacrifice to save his crewmates and their civilian charges. Frontier by Patrick Childs and BingBooks.com Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about anything that's on your mind, 603-283-6160. And, you know, it occurs to me we didn't really discuss much about our objections to the masks and, you know, why it's even a concern at all. He, uh, Dan, the previous caller, described it as, you know, basically having a stop, a sock over your face. Not to me, it's not. Uh, but, Especially you've been wearing it for the last three hours and it's all moist. It, it is, but a sock over the face would be pretty bad. I, I don't see that as some sort of, well, it's not really that bad, dude. It's a sock over your face. It, it, it's, 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 I think it's ridiculous. And by the way, and by the way, Dan, uh, I do wear masks that, you know, to keep particles from getting into my body when I'm drywalling, when I'm up in the attic. Sure. I do wear a mask. Uh, when I drive a motorcycle, I wear a helmet, and I also wear eye gear. When I drive, I wear my safe belt. So, because those are things I actually are, am concerned about. Uh, this whole argument, and keep in mind, the mask doesn't protect you. It says it right there in the box. It's only what to pre- prevent you from spitting on somebody. That's all it really is. Well, the latest so, research so, so, suggests so, so you, that there so is I, some benefit to the wearer, some level of protection for the wearer, even though the mask. But I mean, the masks say that they don't do that for the same reason that, you know, a toaster says do not use in the bathtub right. It's for legal reasons. If somebody was wearing one of these masks and it says, yes, this will protect you and then they get it, then they have a lawsuit. But yes, the initial science, the settled science was that the mask brought no benefit whatsoever to the wearer and just helped them avoid transmitting it if they happen to have it. But then that changed. and They're like, oh, yeah, we were wrong. By the way, that settled science that we talked about, we were wrong. And that's why I don't wear a mask, because I think it's lunacy. I, I, and I think and, it's dehumanizing. And I, and I also think, think, this is my opinion, but there's a lot of there's a lot of specialists out there who agree with me that it's unhealthy to wear a mask 24. It's unhealthy to fall asleep with a damn diaper on your face. I'm sorry, it's unhealthy. I, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, if I fell asleep with the mask on my face having sleep apnea, I would probably die. That doesn't seem to me a particularly good reason to wear a mask. In my house. But that raises the question of if you fell asleep with your mask on, were you wearing a mask in the safety of your own Uh-oh. house? It sounds like he was. Uh, That's strange to me. And coming from a conservative, a, a small government conservative, Dan? I, I don't know how that plays into it. Um, but I wear a mask if I have to go into a store that requires me to wear a mask. I mean, I disagreed with Ian on this point. He was always of the mind that, you know, they just have a sign up. That doesn't mean they actually require you to wear a mask. Well, except for the fact that the sign says a mask is required. Yeah. So I, I'm willing to respect their private property if I can't 
shop elsewhere, then I will just put on a mask and go in and get what I need and get out. Correct. I am, and I am the same boat. Uh, I, I, but I, I respect you know a third party's private property. If they want to put a stupid sign up, I won't shop there. Yeah. Uh, I am the same way. I do. I do because because I think we have all been labeled as a bunch of because th- something went down like a week before the other big event went down. A bunch something of, a bu- stupid went down. Something st- very stupid went down. A lot of people went into a building. And a I private, have no association a, a, a with private, this whatsoever. A private business. And they went up and down the aisles without masks on, uh, you know, uh, acting like a bunch of buffoons. They did this at a business that didn't just have a sign up. This was a business that had routinely thrown out customers for not wearing masks. Correct. So this place had a reputation for requiring customers to wear a mask. I, I feel like what they did then was not justified, and it was a violation of the property rights of the owners. Agreed. And Oh, and by the way, let me just backtrack a little bit. Uh, this organization gets tons, tons of money from the government, so I guess they are a semi-private business. Presumably. They get a lot of, they get a lot of grants. Is all I'm saying. So maybe there is something to this. You know, it's a semi, it's a semi-governmental agency. Actually, I'm talking about the co-op. By the way, people who don't know what's where I'm going with this. Yeah, there was a video, and then there were some sort of letters sent, no trespass orders or something like that. It's like I, I can't really even pretend to be upset on your behalf because yeah. you you knowingly trespassed trespassed in violation of their property rules. Right. I'm an anarchist. I respect private property rights, and you violated those roundly. No, no, it, and you did so in the name of not wearing a mask at a place that you knew required you to wear a mask. Right. And and there were a lot of people who did not go inside. They were they stayed outside uh, to uh, to let the business know that their actions they took the the previous week with one of their customers and her baby uh, was uncalled for. And I and I agree with that. I agree with that one. That as well. was it. Was nasty how they treated that lady. I, I'm not 100 percent clear on what they did to her. She took her mask down to talk to her baby to soothe her crying baby, which, by the way, is kind of important that babies see your face, mothers, yes. because if they don't, they 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 can't develop. And and a, and a uh, a uh, uh, employee was giving her a rough time, and then started stalking her. And then that's that's where it all started. And they went. I guess the the activists, the 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 mask again, anti mask uh, uh, activists wanted to uh, prove a point. See, that's the thing. That, anti mask activists. I'm not anti mask. I'm anti mask mandate. I'm against the government telling people what they can and can't do at all times, even if it's something that I think is probably a good idea. Right. I th- I do think it's probably a good seat idea belts. for people to wear their seatbelts. It's not a law here in New Hampshire, by the way. It isn't. And I don't wear my seatbelt if I'm only driving you know, from here to my house or something like that. But right. I'm, if I'm driving up to Concord or to Lancaster, as I will be in a few weeks, no, I'm, I'm putting my seatbelt on because I'm going to be going 65 miles per hour. And I drive a convertible, so it doesn't really matter. If I wreck and die, I'm. If I wreck, I'm going to die, seatbelt or not. <laughs> it's just going to. It's just going to scrape your head right off. I don't know what would happen, but it. it it wouldn't be pleasant. No, it would not. <laughs> but yes, ma- uh, seatbelts are generally a good idea. I don't know if I agree that masks are generally a good idea. Maybe there's no medical downside to wearing a mask, but it's it's dehumanizing. It disconnects you from the other people around you. You can't absolutely. You can't see their facial expressions, and it's that, and it's because of that that it's a violation of your First Amendment rights to free speech. You have the right to communicate with people non-verbally. The mask prohibits you from doing that. You, I, cr- I crack a, jack- a joke at work. No one knows if I'm joking or not because they can't see my facial expression. Exactly. 
uh, it's a full-on violation of people's First Amendment rights. That's one of the reasons I oppose to it. And I oppose this idea that we should treat everyone around us as though they're play-carrying rats. Lepers. That's a horrific way to treat one another. We should live in love and not fear. Those are my objections to the masks. But, hey, if you want to choose to wear one, that's your right. You know, know, there are some cultures that, I'm speaking specifically of Japan, where if they know that they're sick, they wear a mask in public or they don't go out. Which is reasonable. Which is reasonable. Why couldn't we get that that type of guidance? Hey, uh, if you feel sick, don't go to work. Hey, if you're feeling a little snotty, wear a mask. Uh, so we are suggesting this uh, for the for the to the for the safety and the health of your fellow human being. Why couldn't they just say that? I'm sure plenty of people be like, all right, that's that's pretty that's, that makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll I'll wear a mask when I'm sick. Sounds perfectly reasonable to me. But that's not but how, again, that's, that's, but that's not so, the guidance. The guidance is you're all lepers. You're all of you, even the ones that have been vaccinated. Even the ones who have never, who have already had it, you know, six months ago, you're all lepers forever and ever. Amen. Get used to it. This is the new normal. I saw, I saw rumors of at during the height of the pandemic in China of signs on the subways that says said stuff like, "Everyone you see is a potential ghost lurking to kill you or to take your life or whatever." Horrific ways to to treat one another. I I would rather risk dying of COVID-19 than to treat every other human being on the planet like a plague-carrying rat. And you know, another thing you do when it comes to propaganda, especially you're at, if, when you're at war with, say, another country, especially if they're a different skin color, they're another race of people, you, what do you do? You characterize their uh, features uh, by dehumanizing them. Yes. We talked about this last week with the, with the putting smiles on the POWs. Yes. Photoshop smiles. Uh, the, in the reverse, you actually make your opponents look like you, you take their facial features away from them. You make them look like animals, and 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 you, as the propaganda, uh, propagandized, learn to hate that person. This it's is a- exactly what these masks are, man. That's you. You can't see. You can't see that you're sitting right across the table from another human being. You just see a damn NPC. And that's been the issue. The, the Nazis could have never gotten away with the Holocaust. The German people wouldn't have let them if they hadn't spent years dehumanizing the Jews. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Talk radio, you control 603-283-6160. That's the call online. You can call in and talk about anything that's on your mind. 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And we've been talking about the masks, the mandates, the silliness, the vaccine, all of that kind of stuff that's going on in the world because this, this stupid cold that caused governments to shut down economies across the globe is still ongoing and look i get it a lot of people have died that's true a lot of people are going to die this year of various causes and there's nothing we can do to stop any of it i don't know why people think that we are so powerful as human beings that we can prevent death from occurring now maybe we can minimize them but that is that is a human uh, that's a human concern, you know. If you can't 
and 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 uh, the old ways around this was to get in touch with your spiritual side and to believe in an afterlife. That sure. that this this life is not so meaningless, and that when you do succumb, you get to go somewhere. But there's something that has gone on in our culture where there are, there are no more spiritual people. They don't. They're they're atheists. They don't believe any of this, and so it's so it's a void that has to be filled that with keep something. A person from being spiritual. For example, I, I know that all of this is meaningless. I'm going to die. And that's going to be the You're end. also a very reasonable, practical practical person. I try to be. And that's going to be the end of my existence. But that doesn't mean that none of this matters to me right now. You know, that's that's the important thing. I don't care that it's not going to matter in a million years that I even existed. I care right now and it matters to me. And that's why we're so uh adamant about living our lives. Yes, F- fully and not in fear because we we only get so much time, and that's that's where the state religion comes in. You know, I, you're that's an atheist the, as well, right? I am. Uh, I don't even know. I, I I'm, rate, a, I'm a simulationist, actually. But you don't believe in an afterlife, presumably, or it, in the classical sense of an afterlife. I don't not believe in one. I believe in. I'm I am very open minded. Well, I have a lot of interesting ideas on how and what's really going on, and and I don't know that any of them are right. I would understand the Christians out there who are not taking things seriously or whatever religion that are not taking things seriously because they do believe in an afterlife. So, hey, this little and, life, and this, I, is just a, this is just a brief window of time and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to live forever. I understand why they wouldn't care about this, but the people out there who recognize that they're going to die would be the ones that I would expect to actually care to enjoy their lives. But these these new atheists, these new liberals, the leftists, the anti-religionists, they have no desire whatsoever to enjoy the current moment. But but I'm thinking that because they've been promised Sugarland Candy Mountain by the state. But they might want to live forever. They might want some some uh, precious vaccine that will that will prolong their lives for another 20 years and they could just do whatever they can smoke and joke and get fat and they can be lazy and not and unhealthy and just live forever. I think that there might be uh, the, the, that an idea back in the back recesses of their, their brain where they think that, you know, government big brother could, could keep them alive forever. And that, I think you're probably right. I think most people probably operate under this delusion that they're going to live forever most people haven't ever actually faced death or their own mortality or eco death or whatever terminology we want to use. Right. Most people just operate on the assumption that, you know, I mean, they know somewhere in the back of the mind that they're, they're probably going to die and that's going to be the end of it. But they've never applied that as something that should affect how they live their lives. They don't take that and go, and you know what? Because of that, I actually should make sure I enjoy every single moment of my existence. Exactly. And you know there might be some other issues going on here too. Let's, uh, you know, uh, being uh, uh, not being a part of life, as in nature. Not actually. I, for example, I consider myself an urban farmer. I've been raising, you know, sheep and rabbits, and I I do the gardening, and I grew and I actually grew up on a a cattle farm, a, a dairy farm. I have seen death uh, everywhere. Everywhere I look, I've seen it, and you know, I've eaten. You know, the very the very product that I raise intentionally so that I can eat it. And guess what? Uh, you know, people out there in the big cities uh, I, who think that the meat comes from the store. No, 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 no. The, the, you had to you had to go a little further. 
And maybe there's a disconnect where you, do, where you have too many people in this world who, 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 who haven't experienced, you know, you know, what, what nature is really like. Nature's rough. Nature is horrific. Nature is rough. If you've ever seen any of I mean, you spent some time watching the Discovery Channel or animal specials or or animal documentaries. I mean, it's uh, animals eat other animals alive Alive. all the time. Alive, kicking and screaming. Yes. And it's rough. I mean, you got to think about that fly trapped in the spider web. That fly is being slowly digested while alive. Pulled apart. Look look at a praying mantis after a good good time with with the wife. Isn't biting the head off? Is it what they do? He gets his head eaten off. Yeah, but that's still kind of quick compared to some of these deaths. Yes, yes, but still, that's I mean, all, you have, that, but that's horrific. Yeah, you just mated with your girl, <laughs> and she eats you so that she can basically turn you into baby food. Yes, isn't that crazy? That's life, people. That's how it works. So maybe, and then you have the you need mushroom. to watch more, at least at least watch more nature shows, people. You have the parasite that infects the ant and takes control of the ant's brain while it's. Spores eat the ant alive from the inside out, and it's just absolutely horrific Absolutely, how bad nature really is. I discovered a new wasp in my garden last year. It basically lays its larva in the, in the, uh, the, the, uh, the brassicus, uh, the, the, uh, the cabbage moth. It lays its eggs in the caterpillar. The caterpillar goes about its life, basically feeding these stupid things, and they eventually eat their way out of him. That's nature. Yeah. I and, mean, people and, and, who are and, aware and, of that and, kind and, of thing. And, and by the way, the worm survives it. it. Stops eating and guard. This is the weirdest thing. It actually, this is evolution for you. This is crazy. Uh, this is why I do believe in in a uh, creator type. Maybe it's a bunch of aliens sitting around a you know a table and, and, this, it really is a simula- and this really is a simulation. But the caterpillar. I think that's the, likelier than any sort of supernatural bearded dude going, whoo, magic, the, magic. These larvae break their way out of this caterpillar without killing it and the caterpillar stops what it's doing stops eating and guards the larva till it finally succumbs and dies it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen i watched it i watched the whole thing i got the pictures it is it's just like it's like alien it was just like alien i mean but that's life people and maybe we need more of of that in our lives to make us appreciate what we have and to stop fear and everything i don't realize that you could die on the way home right on the way home you could get an art car accident it's over Stop Stop living every every second like that's going to happen, though. No, but you should be aware that it could happen. And you should have a good time based on that knowledge. I mean, any one of us could die at any moment. And the most important thing to me to ask is, you know, did you enjoy your life? And these people living in fear, they won't be able to answer that with an honest yes. Yeah, you know what? The, 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 the scales, the heavenly scales, you know, were you a good person, a bad person? I don't think it is that at all. I think it's more like... Did you live your life, or were you just a just a weasel the whole time, just just living under a rock, afraid of everything, or did you actually live your life? I don't believe we'll be judged, but if we are to be judged, I hope that that's the metric by which we would be judged. What are your thoughts on all of this? It's Free Talk Live. 
Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarist.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. It's Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 603-283-6160. That's the call-in line. You can call in and weigh in on any of the stuff we've talked about tonight, or you can change the subject to something else entirely. It's Free Talk Live that you control, after all. So 603-283-6160. And it's only two months to go. Two months to go, Conan. Until I have a full, actual, real day off. And two I can't months, wait. Two months. Yes. Two, oh, it was two weeks in the Total Recall, excuse me. Two weeks. I, I've only seen Total Recall once as an adult, and that was... Classic. Years ago. Classic. Philip K. Dick, man. He's, he's got some wild ideas. Very good, uh, very good uh, uh, ideas coming out of that dude, R.I.P., of course. And that day off is going to happen at ForkFest at Rogers Campground. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no one in charge. There's no ticket cost. All you have to do is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground from June the 28th through July the 1st. Free Talk Live will be there. I will be pre-recording segments of the show. And, you know, we try to get a day or two ahead so that we don't have to work as hard on the last day or whatever. And July the 4th, incidentally, will be the last day. And by then, I'm guaranteed to have gotten ahead enough on the show to actually not have to do any pre-recorded segments. But it's, it's, it's possible. I will also have the third off. But check it out. Not everyone there will be working, although there will be enough people working there that you can buy food, you can buy trinkets, clothes, other cool stuff. It's an awesome festival. If you get time, come up this summer. Check it out. It's a great place to be, especially on Independence Day, June the 28th through July the 4th. Book it now, though, because it is a popular campground and tickets will, there aren't tickets, but they will eventually sell out of sites. So we've been talking about surviving this nightmarish hellscape that we found ourselves in. And Conan, you, I know you hate it. Everything that I eat <laughs> comes pre-cooked from someone else. I don't, I don't hate it. Well, no, I, I hate it for myself. You could do whatever the hell you want. Okay, fair point. <laughs> but I, but I think I know that the idea bothers you. I, I, I don't like uh, to fool around with what I consider man-made substances, uh, and and I don't like putting them in my body. And, you know, talk about how's that wine, man-made wine over there? It's no. What I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, man manipul- manipulated as in 
uh, and substances that you really don't want in your body, say, for example, uh, metal. Sure. And in my defense, I do prefer to eat from, I don't eat from McDonald's and or, or Burger King or, and or, and or fake sugar. Yeah. That, that might actually be harming my body uh, more than actually preventing me from, you know, those extra calories that I think are actually, that people think are hurting them, but it might actually be something else completely. Like it's that fake nonsense that you're ingesting is actually causing more harm. So, so yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, and, and that's, and I, and I feel the same way about uh, a, a lot of, uh, I feel the same way about big pharma and all sure. of, and all of the nonsense that we are, that is shoved down our throats literally, uh, to, pr- to keep us alive longer. And in actuality, it's making a lot of people sick. And I, I, it's, I think there, there are other, there are other ways and the same thing. And the, and the, by the way, this also is for, for drug use. I don't like anything that was made in a, in a, in a, uh, in a lab. If it grows out in the woods, I'm all about it. I, I prefer things that weren't made in labs, but those aren't always available. Yeah. But uh, you do grow stuff, and that's not, you know, shrooms or nothing like that. You grow actual food and... Shrooms are food. They are indeed. <laughs> they are food for the soul. Oh, yes. And I think you're growing me some hot peppers of some description. I'm growing... My, I'm growing... Anyone who wants to partake. Okay, fair point. I, I, think, that, uh, I think that I've opened up a can... And I think it's going to whoop all our asses. Uh, I think it probably is because I, the reapers I ate are dried. I, I think I'm going to have more reapers than I know what to do with. And and I, I'll, hope so. I, I might there might be a there might be a bucket out on the highway full of reapers, <laughs> free reapers, uh, uh, with a with a uh, uh, but with a uh, waiver of permission sitting next to it that you have to sign if you're going to take any. By the way, peppers don't actually the way that it works, the chemical reaction, they don't actually burn you. It's just a. It's just your body's. They irritate reaction. the hell out of you. Yeah. Um, so for those who aren't aware, it is available on the same YouTube channel that you can watch free free talk live on right now. Where I I did the one chip, the Pocky one chip challenge, and mm-hmm. it was it was really mild and disappointing. And I expected it to be because, I mean, I eat something that we call murder sauce, that's made out of Scotch bonnet. So I expected, you know, if you see these. These normal people reacting badly to the one chip is probably bad, but not as bad as they make it out to be. So I you know, bought some Carolina Reapers to chase it with and did get through two of them before I was out on my front porch gargling milk and spitting it out. <laughs> yes. So that was fun. Well, I started, I always do, you know, all the way up to Habanero, which is, I think, 50,000 Scoville, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. 50 I've ne- to 250,000. I've never really 000. gone any higher than that. And I know that you're a hot, you're a hot fan. You're a, you're yes. you're a heat fan. Ghost peppers are usually about the extent of how hot I want to get. I mean, those are the hottest naturally occurring pepper. After that, it's just men making things specifically to cause pain, and I, they're very good at it. I, correct. One of the one of the uh, the big the big specialists out there is a guy named Ed Curry. He's yes. the one who developed the Carolina Reaper and, and the new and, Pepper X, and now he's got the Pepper X, and of course, and he's got he has hundreds of of uh, of, of strands strains that he's working on, and it t- you 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 can't just send out a hybrid a plant a hybrid plant and expect it to reproduce true. So it takes like ten generations before you can actually have a stable plant and actually know that you have what you have. So it's a long process. Um, so you are growing to, ghost peppers and Carolina Reapers. I went with I got ghost peppers early in the season because I knew that you would want to partake. Oh yes, I will and, eat a and bunch then, of and those. Then, and then we got to talking, and 
uh, it was decided that no, you know what? If we're going to go out, <laughs> that let, sounds like me. Let's let's just let's <laughs> let's let's do this. So I so I got some Reapers, and they're they're about three weeks behind my. Uh, my my ghost peppers, which by the way are beautiful. It is a just a beautiful plant. Um, I I took uh, I just took them out today to get the you know to to, to finally uh, introduce them to the elements because sure. because in three weeks uh, it's going to be time to put them in the ground if I choose to do so. I might actually keep some in pots uh, just for fun, uh, especially for overwintering. So I just have them you know forever and ever, or as, or as long as I can keep them alive. But um, yeah. So you have a bit of a green thumb. I tr- I try. Uh, I, and I am successful uh, to a certain degree. Uh, last year, I was able to harvest enough food to keep me, a single person, alive for the whole season until the, a new season had begun and I was able to start uh, harvesting. So you've got a story about 10 survival foods. Now, one thing that is very important to me is uh, self-sufficiency. Right. I I want to know that I'm going to be safe at the end of the day if anything bad happens. So, so one thing would be to make sure not only that I have you know uh, currency or something to for for purchasing like cryptocurrency, which you should invest in. But I also want to make sure that maybe that doesn't even work. Maybe maybe we lose the uh, the maybe we lose all electricity and we can't even and that's not even an option anymore. So maybe I want to make sure that I have food to eat and or to barter with other people for things that I need. Sure. So. So number one is self-sufficiency. Number two is I, Conan, hate middlemen. Yes. Because as I see it, uh, the most two-thirds of anything you buy, this is pretty much for everything out there. Two-thirds of whatever you purchase is going to the middleman. It's the labor. When you build a house, two-thirds of that is going to the builders themselves. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do it yourself? Wouldn't it be nice if you can change your own damn oil? And save a whole lot of money throughout for the lifespan of your of your vehicle. Uh, so no, I, I like to I like to, to figure these things out because I like sa- I like saving money. I'm a frugal. I'm a frugal. I'm a frugalist. Right. Nothing wrong with that. So all right. So Conan, if I'm going to start putting stuff in the ground so that I could keep myself alive for the next for the next year, the hell should I be growing? There are things that you should be growing, and there are things that are fun to do, like go Carolina Reapers, but not necessary to your uh, your survival. I imagine that. tomatoes would also fall into that classification. Especially if you're in New England. Mm, yeah, good point. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about anything you want. With you in the studio tonight is Aria and Kona. And I got to tell you, in the event of one of these zombie apocalypse or one of these... It's it's happening right now. Whatever sort of scenario is going to lead to the total collapse of society, I will be relying very much on my resources such as you know gold and stuff like that mm-hmm. and my ability to to trade gold to think and, and, oh yes and, and to I, and to devise plans and ways for people to stay alive having a good head on your shoulders uh could be very very important 
when it comes to uh, picking yourself out of the ditch and surviving all of this. Yes. Um, unless because you, I'm going to have to work with people like you, I'm going to have to convince you that I have <laughs> skills that will help you. <laughs> Because I'm not going to have a damn thing grown for me to eat. You're going to be working on the farm. You're going to have to figure it out. You're going to have dirt on your fingernails. Are you going to be all right with that? No, I will be the one who invents a better irrigation system that reduces the amount of work you have to do. Now, But here's the thing, and I I keep telling, especially the preppers out there, the preppers who have all the seeds, they're ready to go. No, 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 no. When the the collapse happens, look at all these. I have 100 different seeds here, different types, different plants that I can just start my garden. I'm like... That's not how it works. No, the soil has to be ready for that, you right? Have to, you have to build the infrastructure. And it's kind of the same thing with, you know, you can't wait to learn a skill when you need to use that skill, unless it's something that you are, it's a process. And, you know, the best way to learn something is to actually do it. I and, find and, that to always be the and case. And it's really helpful to have YouTube, the YouTube Academy out there that will walk you through, say, changing a part on your car that you've never done, you never worked on before. But what if you don't have that, what if YouTube's not even up anymore? And you've never... This is why thinking is such an important skill, because there, there just about isn't any problem out there that a thinking person can't rationalize and troubleshoot their way through. Yeah, but knowledge is also important. It's, knowledge it, just it's, cuts down on the diagnostics It's time. always good to be able to learn, but, uh, but, you, but, there's a, but there's a long process where you can actually... Uh, where that knowledge is worthwhile to you. And if you have to, at the spur of the moment, figure something out, you might not have that time. And, the same, and, the, and, that's, sure. and, and that is huge in, when it comes to gardening. Uh, I have been digging for eight years now, and I'm still digging. It's, it is such a large, I just added 480 square foot, on, by the way, on my, on my neighbor's property. That's nice. Because basically I've run out of room myself. But, and and obviously your neighbor was cool with this. Absolutely. He's, he was, he's all about it. Um, he, he wants me to build, he wants me to do more gardening up near the house. He, he wants me to cut some of his trees down and, 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 wow. ga- and garden where those trees are, which is not happening. He's going to, well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe sure. I'll, maybe I, they're old. So maybe I'll help them out. I'll take those trees down, you know, you know, free of charge. They feed me all the time. So it's good. But, but no, you can't wait until it actually happens to start figuring these things out. You need to start doing it now. And and don't and don't start huge. Just start with a ten by ten plot. Start with a raised bed or something or something easy and start with just, you know, one or two items. Some people go overboard when it comes to gardening and they have they have horrible results because they were they they, they had too much on their plate. And they have a bunch sure. of they have a bunch of casualties. Or just things don't turn out because they they didn't they didn't work in enough compost because they spread it too thin or they didn't add fertilizer or they, they plant it too early or too late or whatever. And there's a, there's a lot to this. There's a lot of science involved and there's a lot of gathering knowledge year after year until you finally get to the point where I am now where I don't even, I don't even buy seed online anymore. I bought some seeds, you know, Carolina Reapers and all, but I intend, I very fully intend to save those seeds so I have reapers next year now there's a lot to that Ooh, you don't let monsanto know you, but there's a lot to that you can't just keep the seed you have to ensure that the 12 other types of peppers you have growing in the yard as well don't um in, intermingle and mix and you be, and you 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 come up with some hybrid the next year some untrue hybrid that is not what you wanted so there's so there's a process and you and you wouldn't know unless it happened to you where you actually created a hybrid seed and it grew into something that you never you didn't even recognize um, so, and 
all right, well, what what breeds with what? Can I grow a cabbage next to a turnip? Is that going to work or are they going to intermingle? And so now you have to figure out, you know, what species that 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 brassica actually is and and to, to determine whether it's safe or not. Or you have to cover it with a with a uh, some kind of a wrap to prevent, you know, the bees, the pollinators from getting in there and messing your seed saving uh, up. There's a lot to it. And that's just and that's just seed saving. So Conan, like I said, my it, my role in the end times will be to think and help people solve their problems. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I, and I'll and I'll gladly accept your gold. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Conan, what should I grow in my 10 by 10 bed that I'm going to start this year? I want to do something that is worthwhile and that will set me, you know, get me started. Everyone wants to do peppers and tomatoes. That is why, the, that's, why pepper? That's the go-to. That's just their first. But of tomatoes all, don't keep, and peppers aren't a meal. I'm saying this is what people want to do. I'm not saying this is okay. what you should do. Right. I'm just. Saying, I just don't understand why people would want to do it. Because because tomatoes are delicious. They are. But if your goal here isn't just to garden, but to prepare for the uh, zombie apocalypse, well, tomatoes aren't going to last you very long in a zombie apocalypse. Well, here I have I have a list of ten plants that you should grow. Uh, to prepare for the zombie apocalypse. Once you get those set up, now you can start. Now you now can you, have your tomatoes. Yes. Now you can start introducing the the fun stuff, like the reapers. So, how many of these ten uh, things do you have growing? All ten? Uh, almost all of them, uh, except some southern. So this is gonna we're gonna cover southern and uh, say New England style uh, a zone. Uh, okay. Which is what you so some some plants are just going. You're just going to have a hard time, and the first two are going to be. They're basically polar opposites of each other. Number one, no surprise to probably anybody, potatoes. Welcome, welcome. To, hey, hey, Irish people. You know, it was like your your number one food staple for, for you know, for so many years. Uh, and look what happened when uh, they lost their taters. Because there's more to that. That's, that's that. It, there is a little bit of myth going on there, but that but losing that potato blight. Uh, really well it makes sense really, potatoes really are filling a, and they're full of nutrients and, and they stuff. and they store very well oh yeah that's true they do potatoes are probably the ultimate survival crop they tolerate poor soil bear abundantly handle a variety of climates and are packed with calories space wise they beat the living daylights out of grains plus they store it for a very long time in some climates you can plant potatoes in spring and fall and get a double harvest if you put pick uh, purple varieties they are uh, high in uh, uh Anthocyans, though the yield I've had from them are uh, is much lower than their white cousins. So basically, I've done both. I grew potatoes in the fall, and I'm still putting them in the ground as we speak. And they're going to, they're going to develop uh, at different times. The polar opposite of that, if you say are in Georgia, is the sweet potato, which is not actually related to the potato. It's actually really a, no, it's not. It's a it's a South American kind of a it's a tuber. Sweet potatoes are healthier than white potatoes and provide an additional benefit. The leaves are a green vegetable with a decent sized patch of sweet potatoes. You can feed your family plus get plenty of nutrition. Nothing says it's all well with the world like a big pile of sweet potatoes. Now I that's surprising to hear. When I was in Tennessee, I grew lots of sweet potatoes, and it was very uh, very very productive uh, plant to grow. Uh, I can't get them to do very well here at, at all in zone 5B. But in Tennessee, below the midline there, they, sure. they grow wonderfully. 
And they also create very, very nice ground cover. What I like to do is I like to actually space them between my tall upright plants, like my peppers or tomatoes or whatnot. I would grow the sweet potatoes in between them, and they would create this very lush, beautiful ground cover that would prevent, you know, weeds from popping up. Very, very smart idea. They make, I mean, even if, I mean, it's such a beautiful plant. I mean, I would grow them out in front of the house just as a, just as a ground cover. Um, But, and, but, and, and, all right. They don't store as well. They do store very well, but they don't. They're not um, not potato level of storage. They're not potato level of storage. But compared to other, I'm uh, still surprised that they're not a potato. No, uh, they're not a, uh, a potato. Is a nightshade, I believe. No, a, a tomato is a nightshade. A potato is a. Why aren't they related? Anyways, uh, south, uh, uh, sweet potatoes come from uh, South America. All right, number three on the list, uh, and I, I'm iffy on this one. I don't know that this is actually necessary. Number three. Kale. And everyone loves kale, right? I've never even had kale. <laughs> I don't um, particularly want it. I've never heard anything good about it. It's yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's blown out of proportion, especially among the health the healthies out there, the health nuts making their stupid kale smoothies and whatnot. I think it's been blown overboard. I eat it, I grow it every year. Sure. But I I don't know that it was actually gonna be on my list on of the of necessary product to grow. It's a beautiful plant. What do you think about kale? Would you grow it to survive? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. The Terran Federation and the Terran League have been killing each other for decades. Sheltered, wealthy, and light years from the threat, the members of the 500 have no interest in changing that. When Rear Admiral Terrence Murphy is given governorship of a backwater system, a risk-free path to wealth and power is his for the taking. But Murphy is a man of honor, duty, and responsibility. He intends to stop the killing, whatever the cost. Governor by David Weber and Richard Fox from BainBooks.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about anything you want, 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Curry. And you know, generally, it's a bad idea to talk about what your real plans are during an apocalypse. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. I've seen how the last year has gone, and I've done more than just put aside some gold that most people won't actually want during a zombie apocalypse. If such a thing were to happen. I agree. And uh, the fact that people know that I'm the guy, <laughs> uh, they've been watching me for eight years now at my, at my current residence, uh, putting it all together. I know that there are crosshairs on me. And just, you know, this, like you said, it's not something that you want to, uh, to signal if you actually expect to, to, to survive the onslaught. Because so there's a big chance that uh, I'll get taken out in the first day. All this work, I get taken out in the first damn day. But, but, but. I'm not laughing because that's funny. I'm laughing because I I appreciate irony. And, well, I mean, but for all of you out there who think, and this is something that I I even hear from my liberty-loving friends. It's like, I don't need the garden. I've got guns. Have you ever heard that? I have. And, I, I and think that's a messed up way of looking it's, at it's things. Up, but here, but, 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 Maybe their plan is to barter the guns for food. Or bullets. Or bullets. 
no, I think that, bullish would probably be a decent currency I in think, a zombie apocalypse. I think very sadly, I think that when push comes to shove, they will themselves be using those guns to 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 rob people to commit aggression to commit aggression, which is sad because here they are living their lives non-aggression principle. And, well, that's how and, it is. And if it hits the fan, they will immediately uh, devolve into animals. I mean, that's how it is. Though. That's how morality is. It's a luxury. People hate admitting that, but when the chips are down, you will steal a steak and, in and, order to avoid starving to death. And it's my goal and my my wish uh, to to prevent that dehumanization from ever happening, to, to be prepared for it so that it doesn't resort to a Twilight Zone episode where your neighbors are beating down your bomb shelter door. Your neighbors who you just had dinner with, your loving neighbors who now they know they're going to die because they didn't build their own bomb shelter and now they're beating your doors down. I don't want that to happen. I want, I want. You want people I, to build their own bomb shelters. Yeah. And I hope that uh, in, in all of my years of building up garden in, infrastructure, I have impressed upon the idea enough of my neighbors that they start b- digging their own gardens. But you know what? I haven't, I haven't seen the evidence. So. Uh, to all of the people out there who have guns, who think they're going to come, uh, just go on a, a robbing spree. Uh, I truly hope that's not why the libertarians out there say, well, I have guns. Yeah. I suspect you're right, but I, I hope better than that. I think that it will, it will, it might, it might turn into that. But here, but here is my response to them. I have guns too. Sure. And I also have chickens. <laughs> and you know what chickens eat? Anything. Anything. <laughs> haven't you seen and, and i don't i don't i don't have pigs but that might be the next on my list because you know what pigs eat anything anything it's a good way to get rid of stuff that you don't want all right so so you said that you think the benefits of kill are overgrown uh overblown overblown is yes all the foodies out there have praised it to be this like wonder superfood and it might be i i don't grow it because it's a superfood I grow it because it's very, very easy, and it produces a lot of food. Uh, out of everything in my garden last year that survived our winter, like four months of snow on the ground, the kale is thriving from last year. Now, it's in its second year. It's a biennial, so it's going to start going to seed. But I, had, I was eating kale all last week from last year, this early in the season. Uh, so as far as uh, durability, especially here in New England, I definitely recommend this easy this very easy plant now is it like aloe vera in the sense that it's almost impossible to screw it up aloe vera dies very easy it's a very delicate plant what am i thinking of then um uh, grass uh now i was under the impression that aloe vera was almost like impossible to screw up it's uh it's hard to underwater it because it's so uh tolerant it's almost like a cactus uh, but no, it's very delicate plant that uh, um, grows very, very slowly, and it's just it it it, it bruises very well, it, very easy. I don't think it's I don't think you're okay. thinking of aloe vera, but it's a good plant to have around, especially if you have you know burns and stuff. I, I, sure. But um, but we're talking about foods that plants that people may want to eat in order to survive. Correct. Aloe vera is not one of those unless you start getting into we start getting like herbal medicines and whatnot. And if you're making your own soap or your own shampoo or something, I'm thinking. Aloe vera might be something that might be on your list. Uh, but in the South, uh, you might not have such luck with something like kale because it's going to have the tendency to want to go to seed the first year if, they, if, it, if you have really, really hot summers. Here in New England, I grew, in the, I grew very, very early in the spring. 
Uh, I was eating kale the entire season, and and then it actually lasted our very cold winter, and it's growing right now. I don't now. think our winter was that cold, was it? Not this year, it wasn't. The first winter I came up here, it was much snowier and much colder for yes, substantial they, lengths of time. Yeah, their last season was uh, uh, very mild in comparison to all previous years, in my opinion. So that that might have been it. But even if it didn't survive, it's such an easy plant uh, to grow. This is something that you want to start early. It's a brassica. Uh, so start it indoors, in pots, so that you can take it out uh, basically two weeks ago, three weeks ago, here in Zone 5. Okay, so it's too late. No, no, for, no, no. For it's, people it's, who are listening. No, 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 it's not too late. You can, you, could, you, can still, you can still start it now if you want. You're, gonna, okay. you're just going to get a late harvest, and you might not get as much as you could. Okay. Um, all right. So what's after kill? Jerusalem artichoke, which isn't, by the way, related, which isn't related to the artichoke at all. It's, in fact, related to the sunflower. And in fact, it looks kind of like a baby sunflower. I started these last year for the first time. I had never heard of them before. I have never heard of it. They're called either Jerusalem artichokes, sun chokes, or even the joke is fart chokes because they might make you might make some people a little gassy. But they store very well. I started these for the first time last season. I ended up buying some online uh, for an absorbent amount, which I plan to do, by the way, myself. I'm going to start growing and sure. start selling them online uh, for 15 bucks a pound plus shipping. I can I can easily do that. I can easily do that. But anyways. Just don't tell Monsanto. Their, their claim to fame is they look kind of like a water chestnut. I don't know if you've had uh, chop suey that you put in the uh, they they make and they put in cans and you can put it in your stir fry and whatnot. Oh, no, um, that that is the closest I can come to comparing this to another type of vegetable. Uh, and when I say they store very well, you don't want to harvest them and then store them like you would a potato or a sweet potato. This is actually something you want to keep in the ground until you want to eat it. But they grow. Uh, they are they are especially in the in some climates an invasive plant. So basically, you were talking about aloe vera being very tolerant, which which it isn't. These bad boys are extremely tolerant. I mean, you could walk all over them. You could, uh, you know, kick them around. You could dig them up and put them back in the ground. Like and, kudzu in the south. Exactly. Uh, this is For those who don't know what I'm talking about, so someone had this brilliant idea that to stop erosion, they would bring over the kudzu vine, and it's taking from over China, the south. And it, yes, it has just completely taken over the south. Well, the sun the sh- definition of an invasive species. The sunchoke is something that you definitely don't want to put in your favorite part of the garden. You okay. you want to put it somewhere where you can, uh, you have you you could be you could go out there with some herbicide if you if you stoop to that level. Okay, sort of isolate it to isolate it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, but um, I'm in my second year. They're already popping up as we speak. Uh, I, I dug some up just now just to make sure that they were doing doing fine. And uh, it's a great survival food because you just dig one up when you need it. By and the way, it's year round, presumably. Yep. I mean, you want to harvest in the fall, right? Uh, but I could be digging them up right now if I was hungry. Okay, that but, is convenient. Uh, and by the way, sweet, the difference between a sweet potato and a uh, potato a potato is a nightshade from the nightshade family. I forgot uh, the. Uh, Sweet potato is a... Oh, crap. I lost my, my page. So tomatoes are also from the nightshade family, aren't they? Correct. So tomatoes and potatoes are... Related. And eggplants. All the same family. But... I did not know that. More coming up. These lists of foods that you should be growing in order to prepare for... Or, or just to save money. 
603-283-6160. You can call in, change the subject, or weigh in. Are you gardening? Are you preparing for the apocalypse? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about anything you want, such as what are you planning to do during a zombie apocalypse? I've I've always liked the idea of zombie apocalypses, and I mean, you know, the, the fictional idea mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You mentioned I Am Legend earlier tonight. That's probably one of my favorites. But there are a lot of really good ones out the there. The book or the movie? I've never read the book. I've been meaning to, but now it's just not likely to happen. The movie's fun, but it 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 misses the whole concept, which pisses me off so much. It's not that they just changed things. Movies do that. Sure. But it's that they actually screwed up the basic concept behind the original short story, which is which I... T- there was an alternate ending, I think, that was truer to the concept behind the short story, but I don't remember what the differences were. Yeah, I think I, brought, I think I remember watching it, and it did make more sense. But, um, but I won't, I won't spoil it for anybody. I'll just be like, uh, definitely, the movie's fun. The book is kind of well. It's Will Smith, I, so I, it's good. It's damn good. I reread the book recently, and I realized that uh, a lot of the uh, books that I grew up with, especially the ones that were that were you know, written in the thirties and the forties and even earlier, um, that I loved as a kid, you know, Edgar Rice Burroughs and Robert E. Howard, you know, his Conan series and, you know, in Tarzan and whatnot and, and rereading them as an old man, they're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and I am legend is kind of in that boat. It's the, it's a weird, it's a short story though. It's about, it's about 80 pages. It's easy. You can, something you can, I could, I could read that. You can read it real quick. Yeah. Um, it's a really neat idea. I like the idea. I like the concept. I like. I like. So, post- what was the concept behind the book? I can't tell you. you it's okay. It. It's okay to spoil a book. It's just not okay to spoil a movie for people. You're going to read the book. I need to be motivated to I, read I, it. I, I'm not. Spo- I'll tell you off air because I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else. It's ve- the book. The but book, they need to be motivated to read it as well. The book ending. That's all I'm going to say. It's such a. Uh, it's such a punch you in the face moment. And it's like, oh, I get it now. That is a pretty neat idea. It's one of those moments. It's like, and I don't want to spoil that for you. It's like a light bulb going off. That's something I miss, man. You know, I used to level up all the time yeah. when, I, when I'd figure something out, when I'd connect the dots, and I, I referred to it as leveling up. Well, just like in a video game, the more levels you get, the longer it takes to get the next one. Exactly. Uh, which is where I'm at. Yeah. I don't level up anymore. I, you and do. I, it and just I, takes. It's just. It's a long grind to get to the next level. I think. I think it's actually taking place, but there is. I, but the there's no there's no bell that goes off anymore. Oh yeah. It just does. I don't. I don't hear some thunder shock somewhere over in the mountains that that just signified that just signal that I was that I leveled up. It, I think it's just more of a. I'm, it's more of a. Tra- it's more of a slow, soft transition, which which I and I, and I miss the old days. Back when leveling up was was a punch in the face. This book, the ending of this book was a level up for me. Okay. Okay. I would still like to know. (laughs) I'll tell you during the break. All right. Uh, When it comes to survivor food, 
if it grows like a weed and you can eat it, grow it. Sunchokes are one of those. They grow like I mean, a, that sounds like good advice. It's, it grows like a weed. Don't put it somewhere important where you're going to have a hard time digging it up because it will, you will miss little bits and pieces and it's, and then you're going to have them popping up all over year, uh, all over in the, in when comes springtime. So be careful with this one. Number five on this list, I'm kind of iffy that it should be on this list because uh, it definitely requires real estate and it definitely requires you to manage your crops very well, and that is corn. Corn takes up a lot of space. Uh, it requires, when you harvest it, you basically have to harvest it all at one time, uh, and then you have to do something with it. Not only that, but it will tear your soil up. It will suck the nitrogen right out of your soil, and you will you will have a dust bowl. Uh, yeah, when know, I lived you know, in the t- south, two there, was years a, later. there was this farm that was being subsidized by the government, obviously. And also all that grew was and that and soy. Year probably. after year, all they ever grew was corn. And it died and rotted year after year after year. No one was eating it? No, it, it died. It, it wouldn't come to the completion of its cycle because they had been growing only corn there for decades, but, subsidized but, by the government. It would grow to an extent, then it would die, and that would be it. You think they were probably making a little on the side just I, to go put throw some corn seed out there just to prove that they were that property was being used for this use? Yes, I think the government was rewarding them for doing that. They're like, hey, we need someone to grow corn, and they were like, we'll do it. And they're like, oh, no, it died again. And the government's like, okay, here's your check. Try again next year. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I like corn. I love corn on the cob. Okay. I love it. I do grow corn. Corn uh, is okay, but, but, to but me. I but I think this this is one of them. You can kind of move to the very end of your list. This isn't something that yeah. Corn you, isn't like packed with nutrients or anything like that, is it? A little bit, but not no, not a whole lot. And it's and but I have, now here is one reason why you would want to. First of all, corn is delicious. Uh, if you have room for it and you can manage your soil, you're going to have some great corn you can put in your freezer, and then you have all of that green product that you could feed to your livestock. Someone else in the DLive chat at dlive.freetalklive.com mentioned another really good uh, zombie apocalypse style movie, and that was, um, I've already... Book, for, of, Book, Book of, of Eli? Eli. Yeah. I, that was I, a really I, I didn't movie. even see DLive, and I knew that that was... Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. That was a good one. Um, it's a fun one because it's kind of, it has the... Uh, I like how... He uh, was, like was like a samurai, except his book was... He was a spiritual samurai. Sure. Uh, you know, and then you had... Uh, but you know what? Now I'm failing to remember what the movie was all about, except that he was... Well, it was about it, this guy trying to transport a Bible, Bible yeah. to a city, to the last city, The last so bastion of uh, safety and security. Yeah, and he passes through this town, and they give him a hard time, and then they discover that he's got what they consider to be the magic book that lets him take control of people. Yep, yep. It's very anti-religious in its leanings, really, when it comes down to being a book about someone essentially performing a biblical miracle by yeah. memorizing the entire freaking bible and he but he was killing people but he was killing people so, yes so in, in large in large numbers so he so basically he uh he was a old testament type of a yeah spiritual guy yeah old a whole wrath of god good movie i watched that one last year at some point yeah so anyway Next on the after, list. After at, corn. Yeah, keep uh, push corn to the end of the list, unless you have a lot of property or you're being subsidized by the government. Now, are there ways to put the nitrogen back into the soil? I would imagine there are. Beans. Beans. Green beans. So you grow corn there one year, and the next year, green beans? Yep. Okay. Now, there is a, now, there is a, uh, a method, supposedly our Native American ancestors here on this country, on this continent, 
profound, which is the three sisters technique, where they will grow corn, and in between they would grow squash, which is a which is basically uh, provides a ground cover. It's going to prevent competition, competing weeds from popping up and doing their their nastiness. And then you grew pole beans at the base of the corn to grow up the corn. So you have all these back because because what gives what puts nitrogen back in the soil? Green beans. You grow them right there at the corn, so you don't have to do any kind of crop rotation the next year. You just grow them both at the same time. That's clever. I have not had good uh, uh, results. Basically, my problem is my. It sounds po- like it wouldn't be easy to achieve. Basically, the problem I have is my pole beans always pull my corn stalks down to the ground and just cause a big mess. And then, and eventually, you're going to be harvesting the corn, and your corn stalks are going to die, and then your beans don't have anything to hang on. The one, the corn that does manage to survive standing up, it just makes a big mess. It's just messy. I don't like it. 603-283-6160. More ways to survive the apocalypse coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call in line. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on surviving the zombie apocalypse, the best place, the best ways to do that. A lot of people just jokingly say, I'm going to invest in lead. As you were pointing out earlier, their plan apparently is to just take what they want, to basically you know, reproduce. You, you the, mean for a bullet making? Yes. To reproduce the warlord situation that led to the state in the first place. Oh, gonna we'll, be, we'll just gonna, ride in and take what we want. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to go that route. They're going to be up on their hill. They're in, in their ta- their new town of Jericho, and they're just going to stay up there, and they're going to constantly raid or try to raid people like me. But as you point out, you know, it's unfortunate that it's some libertarian survivalists who were saying that thing. And it's like... That's fundamentally opposed to everything that you stand for, or that exactly. you profess to stand for. And I think, th- and I think, if you had them, if you sat them down right now, they'd be like, "No, no, I didn't really mean that." And I'm like, and I'm okay, over here, and I'm so like, then "What are I, they doing to prepare?" Exactly, I'm over here. I'm like, uh, "You first of all, you said it out loud, so you have created this concept. It's in your head. And what are you going to do when you're starving? Are you just going to sit in your ditch and die?" No, you're, that's not that's not human. That's not how humans operate. You're going to uh, find something to eat, even if it means preying on your fellow human being. So, my question: What are you doing to prepare? How are you going to survive? Oh, and they, and you know, do they even believe it's going to happen? I, I don't know if I believe it's going to happen or not, but it, it's a good idea to be prepared for various contingencies. And, you know, with everything happening in the world today, with the U.S. economy being what it is, with the U.S. government doing everything that it can to destroy the USD, it's not a bad idea to be able to be self-sufficient in case the grocery stores run dry. Yeah. And like you said earlier, not everyone's going to farm. Right. You're going to need other specialties. You're going to need a blacksmith. Sure. You're going to need a guy to, uh, who's, who's raising cattle. You're going to need a guy who's raising horses. Uh, uh, you know, seamstresses, uh, you know, there are so many things, but how many people know how to do any of that? No, it's unfortunate. They, 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 they don't. And, and this is, and they, but don't spread yourself thin. Like I said, start with a 10 by 10 or do something that, you know, you will, will, will be worthwhile if it gets down to it and make it fun. 
Like, I love being outside, you know, playing in the dirt. I like that. I really, really like that. Not only do I feel self, self-sufficient, but it's, but it's fun. And so whatever you do, if it's to survive, if you think that this is going to actually happen because it happens every 80 years, do something that's fun. So maybe you are a great metal work, a, a metalist. A, a, what am I looking? Uh, maybe you work well with metal. And so you would have a great time, you know, throwing some horseshoes together or building uh, or put or a thousand nails Sure. Requires a blacksmith. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, hey, I'm going to need nails. I'm going to run out one day. So, Fair I mean, I'm, go- I'm going to need somebody who can provide to me with things that I don't have. And so, hey, I have eggs. I need nails. Let's make it work. Our, and, and you know, the guy who's collecting in the chat who is, who's uh, going to collect lead? Guess what? I'm going to need bullets too. So, here I have eggs. <laughs> I need some bullets. Just, I'm hoping just, they're, they're just planning on trading you. Exactly, and that's what I. So yes, let's 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 go that route. Number six on this list, uh, one of my favorites is squash, and you have two varieties. You have summer squash and you have winter squash. I always grow these. I always broke bro, both varieties. Um, summer squash doesn't store very well, but it grows not like a weed, but it grows. It's very easy to grow, and it grows a lot. Basically, there are there's like two months of the year. It seems like I'm, it's all I'm eating. <laughs> it's okay. just, I'm, I, I get to the point where I'm actually giving it away wow. uh, because it doesn't can very well. If you pressure cook squash, basically you turn it into mush. Okay. Uh, it's something that you would want to freeze. Of course, are you going to have electricity to run that freezer? So That's it the question during an apocalypse. What it does do very well is it dehydrates very well. I have a, I have a massive dehydrator, a solar dehydrator that I, I dehydrate a lot of my foods. I love dehydrating zucchini it stores very well it's easy and i'm basically that's what i'm eating right now is zucchini okay uh which is a which is a squash okay winter squash uh you have all kinds of varieties stores very well i just ate my last um uh winter squash which was a uh oh, and I'm, uh what's the one that turns into noodles when you eat it spaghetti squash um I, I don't like, know why you were asking me. I don't know the answer. I, well, Bo- well, Bonnie is kind of familiar with some of this okay. some of this process, and maybe I would have heard her chime in from the from the uh, uh, from the kitchen there. But yeah, uh, spaghetti squash. I just ate my last one. It's it's May. It's been storing since last fall. That's that's a good that's a good storing vegetable. Yeah, that's a get you through the winter without starving vegetable. Actually, and it grows. It's a, especially winter squash. They make very nice ground cover, and basically just let them go. I basically, I'll start them in my garden, and if they want to grow out of the garden and out into the yard and do whatever, just go, let, let it go. And, okay. and the next thing you know, you're tripping over these stupid things. There's so damn many of them. Basketball-sized squash, maybe not that big, but very large squash that store very well all over the place. And like I said, there are different varieties. I like spaghetti squash because it's just, a, it's just it's called that for a reason. When you actually prepare it and you spoon it out, it's like spaghetti noodles. It's the neatest thing. And it's great with tomato sauce. I don't think I've ever had spaghetti but then you, squash. But, but then you have like you, you know, your butternut squash and whatnot. There's all kinds of varieties. Pick one. It's going to get big. Zucchini, what happens uh, if you pick several? They compete for re- resources and are well, successful? You make sure they have room to, okay. uh, to, to, so they don't interfere with each other. Uh, it's going to be a lot harder to seed save because they're going to mix. Uh, so basically, when it comes to a squash, uh, basically you are going to want to, uh, you're going to want to cover your blooms they just uh, squash are self-pollinating. You have two blooms. You have a male and a female. 
basically you're going to, you're going to want to cover your female bloom with some kind of a wrap as well as your male bloom until it opens and then you're going to want to take your your female uh, petals or uh, stamen and you're going to want to actually self-pollinate your female some good old some good old vegetable sex going on there. and then you're going to and, <laughs> and you're facilitating this you yeah natural insemination so yes. and so, and then basically you cover it back up because you don't want the pollinators to get in there and screw it up believe By it pollinators you mean like bees and wasps and bees, stuff bees wasps flies they're all kinds it's a lot of people are uh not aware that it's not just honeybees that do pollinating which by the way I'm going to try to start this year by the way well they all love the sugar that that's what they're after. If they're in your plant, if they're if they're in there digging around, they're they're trying to get that sweet nectar. Yeah. More. I, more. I, I didn't know that people thought only honeybees did that. No, it's just about every type of insect. Well, you hear about the 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 bee decline in this country, which was actually happening, and maybe it's not happening anymore. I'm not really sure on that because it seems like there's some kind of a resurgence, and a lot of the speculation was Monsanto or. Uh, maybe it's beekeepers who are keeping their bees alive with sugar water, and it was killing off. The, uh, it's called hive collapse or something like that, where whole hives would just disappear. Whole colonies would just be like, and the next day, they're, you know, what happened? Either, they either were all dead on the ground or they just up and left. And so there was a lot of speculation on what was going on, and people were worried that if we lose the honeybees, nothing will grow anymore. And it's like, yeah, they're not the only bug on the planet that pollinates. There's a lot of, I mean, in the first couple of months, like right now, the only thing out, the only thing I have in the garden is wasps, big big red wasps, and they're doing the same thing. God, it's like, I hate those big red wasps, man, and they're smart. I please, people don't don't kill the wasps, unless, even the big red ones, unless they're right in front of your security camera and you and you have this big bulbous butt squat uh, wasp butt oh, that, climb, climbing across your camera every five minutes. That thing's dying quickly. <laughs> um, no, they eat they eat the caterpillars that consume your okay. your crops. Let them live. Like I, I, I was just telling you in the last segment about this parasitic wasp that lays its larva in the stupid uh, cabbage moth, and they eventually eat, they eat the, their way out. Is this the red wasp that does that? No, it's okay. a, it's another crazy looking. Uh, it's almost it almost looked kind of like an alien. It's so crazy looking. So I very, didn't think so because I'm from the south. Where the, I mean, the red wasps there they would get enormous, man, uh, terrifying things, and just the idea of being stung by one of those. None of them ever stung me. The but. only wasp that I will not tolerate are hornets. Yeah. Kill them with fire because those things are ornery. They will bite Yellow anything. Yellow jackets, too. They will bite anything. They're nasty little guys. 603 283 6160. You can call in, weigh in with your thoughts. 603 283 6160. It's Free Talk Live, 603, oh, never mind, it's the final segment of the show. With you in the studio, it's Aria. And Conan. And I want to say thank you to Vagina Tarian, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that she is a member of the AMP program, which means that she is donating money each month to Free Talk Live in order to help us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. That's all those funds do. She's a gold-level amplifier, which means she chooses to give at least $10 per month. So, Vaginatarian, thank you so much for that. If you want to help the show, if you want to help us reach a larger audience, if you appreciate what we do here, then the, joining the AMP program is the best way to do that. Check it out, amp.freetalklive.com, amp.freetalklive.com. Now, Conan and I were just discussing 
Keeping in mind that the possibility of an actual zombie apocalypse, as we would recognize from a Hollywood movie, Mm -hmm. is extraordinarily unlikely. Probably not scientifically possible. Who knows? Who knows? However, I remarked that guns aren't exactly as useful in a zombie apocalypse as one would think. If we're actually talking about... About dealing with zombies. Zombies. We're we're assuming that we've already gone through that period where we have our little, our barricaded cluster. We're peacefully coexisting. Some of us are doing this. Some of us are growing the food. Some of us are raising the cows. Some of us are doing other things. Or maybe it's nomadic lifestyle where we're kind of just traveling around and doing whatever. This, your, your statement has been one of my pet peeves for... For ever since I could watch, I've watched zombie films. Because they're all about the guns. It's all about the guns. And why? Uh, guns run out of bullets eventually. Guns get wet. Guns your, have to be reloaded in the middle gets, of a zombie horde. Exactly. Your ammo gets wet. Uh, but basically, basically, you run out of it eventually. It's also very, very loud. Oh, that's a good point. So, I mean, you're sneaking up and you need to take these, some, you need to take some, some of these predators out silently. And you don't want the 30 sitting over there on the other side of the hill to figure out where you're at and come running for you. A bow would also be good. Because uh, if you could, well, here's the question. Here's the big question. So now, what kind of zombies are we talking about? Are we talking about shuff- slow shuffling zombies? Are we talking about sprinter zombies? I, I don't think the are slow they, shuffling uh, zombies are as plausible as the fast zombies. I are, think if we're going to have this conversation, it's got to be the fast zombies. Okay, are they actually dead or in a say like 28 days later is there actually you know blood flowing through those veins and you can actually cut their head off and it's that's it that's you, it's a killing blow if they're let's it, assume that cutting their head off is a killing blow okay cuz the dead dead you basically have to pulverize them and you have to dismember them which is where we're going with this kind of but i i think that's a bit beyond your ordinary zombie i i think shooting them in the brain damaging the brain destroying the brain yeah should right. be sufficient for this discussion. I, I don't agree with the bow and arrow, especially trying to kill a moving target that is hard to kill already because it's kind of dead, but it's not because we're talking about 28 days sprinter zombies. I don't know it, why, but for some reason I assumed the zombie was like a sentry in some guard tower somewhere being distinctly unzombie like. If you could if they could if you could kill <laughs> them like a human, then so maybe a chest shot. Because, I mean, it takes okay, a, yeah. yeah. You guys, keep in mind... When but you, in most lore, when a when, chest when, shot when, won't kill a zombie. It, it, even, it, it won't kill a human either. It might take an hour. You, they might have to bleed to death. Mm. There's, a, there's, a good, there's a good reason why when, when bow hunters shoot something, they just sit there and let it run off. And basically, and they don't chase it, chase it down because they're going to chase it further into the woods. And hopefully, they're crossing their fingers. Hopefully, the stupid thing sits down and bleeds to death. And is... And, and is because that's the the uh, that, because bows aren't effective like that. Right. I would not use it in a I would not want to use it in a battle where I was on the front line. No, certainly not. Now, if no. I now if I had my hack and slash guy up front, my tank, I would like to be that bowman back there on well, the, who in, in the turret. Uh, by by the way, my go to character in pretty much every game out there is either a, a caster and or a uh, bowman. So I mean, no one wants to be the guy up there. At the front, facing the zombie some, horde with the axe. I think some people get into it. They really? Get, they get that berserker rage, and they start ha- and they, they start feeling it. I would for sure be the one in the back, like, yeah, I thank you for serving. I'm going to be back here with the bow. Yeah. Good luck. Now you said axe, and I'm like, let's 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 step axe this is up. Good. Let's step this up. The good thing about an axe is you can actually use it for multiple things. You yes. Could, you could cut things. You could cut trees down with it, so you have firewood and or you can build your hut. 
and you can also split some heads open. I, I So 20 years, at least 20 years, my whole life, this has always been a pet peeve. No guns, I mean all guns, and no one's got a damn sword. What Or an axe. And then finally, Walking Dead, and you got Michonne or whoever it is, the samurai girl, the black samurai girl. And it's like, finally, we have somebody who's actually using her head. She can just cut heads off, you know. Uh, uh, I've never seen it. Pun intended. Right. Problem. Huge problem. Those swords are not very strong. They lose their their edge very quickly. Uh, They break very easily. Uh, Well, no weapon is perfect. I would not recommend a samurai sword for hacking on zombies what oh, I a samurai w- sword absolutely not what i would recommend is maybe a big two-hand or a bastard sword and or a short sword uh that can retain its edge well but it doesn't really matter because it's really a lot about the weight yeah a lot of that a lot of that is just going through skin and tissue because you, you just you because you just swung it over your head and you and right into someone's you know neck uh, so does it? So so the sharpness is important, but it doesn't really need to be that sharp. Well, isn't the mythology and, and of zombies that they have tougher skin than humans do? Don't know about that. I know that supposedly D and D rules maces are being used. You use maces against zombies for whatever reason, because I think you break bones. I'm not zombies, but uh, skeletons. So if they're walking skeletons, then you would want a mace. If you were fighting, look, a mummy, if we get if to a point where they're walking, if you're skeletons, fighting mummies, you want something that you can dismember them, which is a sharp sword. If we get to a point where there are skeletons and mummies running around, I'm I'm just done, dude. You're done. I'm just done. I'm just going to chill in my house and wait for death. <laughs> at that point, I'm, look, there is a disembodied, there is a bone body outside my window. I'm done. Call me out. I'm done. At least in 28 days later, were they, there were they, there skeletons in 28 days later? No, they eventually died. They ran out of things to eat. There was, Cause, cause but there were, were skeletons. No, there wasn't. But I mean, they, they eventually came to a point where they ran out of uh, people to infect. And so there was actually light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but then you had 28 weeks later because someone made a mistake. I won't spoil anything. I've never seen any of these. Oh, wow. Uh, definitely recommend both of those. Okay. Because, because it took the, it, I think it was, I'm sure someone in the comments could correct me, but I think it was the first time we, uh, Sprinter zombies were introduced. And they're horrifying, man. Yeah, when, those are the scary ones. The the stupid slow lumbering ones. Those those aren't the ones anyone really no. needs to worry about. Uh, why are you Why are you even afraid of of any of this? Unless yeah, just, and, and, unless just outrun it. And that's and that's why in Walking Dead, which by the way is just gone to complete garbage, uh, they never had a hard time against like single slow slumbering zombies. It was the uh, it was zombie herds. Sure. Where it was just thousands and thousands. They all, I don't know, they all smell each other and they came together and they're just walking like buffalo. Well, it would be a lot harder. That was scary. It would be a lot harder to deal with a horde of zombies than it would be one zombie. I mean, easier. But if. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, harder to deal with a horde than a single, yes. Yes. But I mean, still, the horde is slow moving. You could probably just go around them. That's kind of what they kind of tried to do often. <laughs> uh, but that would be what my suggestion as far as the plans go. Instead of trying to go through them or anything like that, just go around them. We move faster than they do. Yeah. So I think swords, definitely good. Axes, definitely good. You're right. Fast-moving zombie, bow, not much of no, a help. No. You, a, a gun would be better. But when it comes to hunting and feeding yourself, you know, if that's all you have... If I had to pick, it would be hard. If you could only pick one weapon, 
Ooh, what would be your one weapon to to stay alive during the zombie apocalypse? I would want a sword. I would want a bow. But I think I'm going to go with axe. I think I would go with an axe as well. Just you, because you, if I needed to take down a door or whatever, I have the means of doing that. And not the double-headed axe, but a single-bladed axe with a blunt back. So you can use it for a hammer. Like a woodcutter's axe. You could use it for cutting. Uh, and you can also use it for splitting skulls. I think, I think I'm going to go with axe. See, I think I would go with the full-blown battle axe. You know, double-bladed. If we're going to do this, I want to be able to do it properly. I think there's some weapon specialists out there who specialize in these things that will say that you're an idiot for... I'm sure they would. ...for, for thinking that a double-bladed axe is going to even work um, the way that you want it to. The same way everyone wants the samurai sword when they really want a halberd and they want to be with, in standing with a bunch of their dudes all in a line so that when the, 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 the cavalry comes, they're going to... They could tear you up, horsey boy. Well, I definitely would agree that an axe would be the way to go. If you could only pick one weapon to survive as long as possible in the zombie apocalypse. And yeah. the utility of having a single-bladed axe with the dull uh, dull part on the other side that you could use as a hammer or whatever, mm-hmm. that's certainly a bigger advantage than just having another blade. I agree. Well, I uh, don't think this is going to ever happen. I don't either. But, but it's I fun own, to talk about. But I own a very expensive, uh, very sharp bastard sword. It's nice. huge. It's almost as long as me. Thanks for listening to this zombie talk. Online in the meantime, head on over to Free Talk Live and check out the AMP program, amp.freetalklive.com.